Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Uh-oh. Cecil? Why is... I can't understand it. You're the one that chose this. I didn't choose mm-hmm. this song. Did you choose this song? Uh, sometimes the song chooses you. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Wait. This song is about murdering. Tell me about it. Huh? Uh. Do you... Are you wanting to murder somebody, or...? Uh, I don't know. I'm just having one of those days. Oh. What's wrong? I'm in a mood. <laughs> Cecil's having a tough time. <laughs> Cecil's having a rough day. Aw, oh, Cecil. What is? What puts Cecil in a bad mood? Oh, too much mayonnaise oh, on my. his tuna sandwich. Oh. They didn't put enough cheese on my filet of fish. Everything about that sentence made me want to die. What's it? Too much mayonnaise on a tuna fish sandwich. Oh. You okay. know what's worse than that? What? A tuna fish sandwich with no mayonnaise. I don't like any of the contents that I just said. I'm mad that I even put that out there into the world. Do you not like tuna fish? No, because it's made with mayonnaise. No, tuna fish is not made with mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, today at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, they have this fish for cats. Oh, yeah? That's like, it looked like um, those old-timey uh like the ones that you hang on the wall fish. Mm-hmm. One of those like ones that sing like on Sopranos. Except oh, oh. it's off of the thing. It's it's it just flaps around and the cats go nuts for it. It's as seen on TV. Big mouth billy bass or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's just like a loose one of those. Oh yeah. You you throw it at your cat and he, yeah. he gets in the headlock and puts it in the Yeah, he goes nuts. Charlie's upset. Was that Charlie? Yeah. He doesn't like that I'm talking about cat toys or tuna. <laughs> Never liked mayonnaise. Oh, I can't. It. I. I just can't. I can't think of it. I can't even talk about it. Charlie agrees with me. Hmm. Oh, have you always been a fan? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I hated it when I was a teenager, and then one day I was just like, "What am I doing? Just eating a dry ass turkey sandwich." I used to put ranch dressing on sandwiches in lieu of mayonnaise. And then one day I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life, Dave? I don't blame you. Eat some mayonnaise. Eat some. Charlie, what's up, buddy? He's upset, boo. He's upset about the mayonnaise conversation, and I don't blame him. He don't even know what that is. What's mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. <laughs> he, he has trouble pronouncing words because of so, his That is a hard drop. one, Charlie. You're right. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Remember when uh, when uh, Paulie had some mayonnaise on his chin uh, and Pine Barrens when they're driving back oh. after uh, Tony and, and Bobby rescued them from the Pine Barrens and they're eating some fast food and 
Mayonnaise. Huh? Mayonnaise. <clears throat> Let me tell you it's something about mayonnaise. Boo. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I love the obscure reference. Yeah. I don't remember that scene, mm-hmm. but I love the pull. Also, the other day, I drove into a parking spot, opened the door, I looked down, and guess what? Chicken I butt. ran over a packet of mayonnaise. You okay? Want to know what I did? I shut that door, yeah. and I put my car into reverse, and I went to a different spot. Hmm. Because that's how much I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> So everybody knows I'm a mayonnaise hater. <laughs> What's going on, Boo? Boo, I'm doing very well. How are you? No, I asked the question. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm in a weird mood. I know. I know. You ever you ever have those people in your life where you care about them, but every time you speak to them, it's just a just a real woe is me fest. Well, let's let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk to this one person, and yes, of course, we have Debbie Downers. I have a Debbie Downer. I'm I'm usually the Debbie Downer, to be honest. So I'm, I'm no, wondering. No, I, I see you as being the total opposite. Oh, that's sweet boo. But I could be negative. Mm-hmm. I could go negative. You've seen me get negative. Well, yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a hoot. It starts as a fun game, and then it goes way mm-hmm. <laughs> down deep road. But so what... Every time you talk to this person, is it always negative? Well, you taught me not to use the words always or never. Oh, that's cute. So, of I course, did. it's not always that way. but Percentage-wise. You know, 51% plus, the majority of the time. More times than not. It's just like... And this person's complaints are legitimate. Absolutely. But it's just like, ah, I don't, there's nothing I can do to help. And we've had this conversation a thousand times. So it's just, I'm not necessarily blaming them for being negative, but it's just like, oh, it just sucks the energy right out of me. Like, I just, I, I don't know if that's my personality too. Like, if I can't help solve the problem, I kind of don't want to hear about it. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But I, I kind of, what was that? Oh, sorry. My high arches. Yeah. <laughs> we got new uh, mic stands, so now we got the the arm, the boom arms, and you still found a way to clank into it. I did. I like that. Thank you. No, but their complaints are, are legitimate, but it's just like, uh, what? I don't know how, I don't know what I can do. Right. Other, you know, other than listen, which I do often. And it's just... Uh, but are you really listening or are you kind of half-ass listening? No, I mean, I'm really listening. So your thing is, I don't want to hear about the complaint. I want, I, I want to solve the problem. I want... The, the problem needs to be solved and then we can move on to other fun topics. Is that kind of where... Well, I, I don't think I'm capable of solving the problem. Yeah. Some, yeah, I'm. Hold on, just a second. Oh, sure. Let me do a little check. Okay. Check, check, check. check, check. check. Oh, okay. I see what's check, going check, on. Check, 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 check. Am I okay? Are you okay? There we go. Are we okay? There we go. Okay, let's break it down. Mm-hmm. Before the phone call, it was on the phone today, right? Yes. Okay. Were you in a good mood? 
Yes. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. You weren't at all in a bad space. No. Then boom, phone call happens, mm-hmm. and now and then that just turned it all around. Yeah, kinda. Wow. I'm, I'm, it's it's hard to rebound from that. Well, it's you know you said were you really listening? If I was half ass listening, it, I, I probably would be in a better mood. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I That's think because I was listening, you know, it, it hits harder, and it's just like, geez. Just everything's just so bleak with this particular person. And I get it. Like, they have reason, you know, but it's just like, I know I'm being vague and ambiguous here, but I'm, I'm trying not to, to rat out who I was talking to. But it's just like, ugh. Same, it's the same complaints, the same dilemmas. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what I can do. Sometimes people do just need to vent, though. Mm-hmm. Like, True. sometimes you, like, I've done that with you where I'm like, I need to talk. I don't need you to fix. And you're a great listener. And you're like, okay, I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go. What now? Huh? <laughs> Good one, boo. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't think it bums you out. Because I know you have the mechanism of separating it, I mm-hmm. think. Being like, okay, this is what this person needs. Um. But I think with certain dynamics and certain relationships, it's going to be, you just go back to that old pattern, mm-hmm. you know? If your pattern with this person is, okay, they call, their only way to connect with me is to tell me about their life, and their life right now has a lot of complaints, that's how they connect with me, and I listen and I say, I'm sorry, and then they don't really feel heard, and then I feel kind of shitty, and then they feel worse, yeah, that's a horrible conversation. Well, who's saying they're not feeling heard? Well, I guess... This person hasn't complained to me that, hey, I don't feel heard when I talk to you. But I'm... I guess I say that because why would they be repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again? Unless they're not being heard. I I just think that's their mindset. I I honestly don't think they're repeating it because they're not feeling heard. I I think they're repeating it because... The same problems keep persisting. They don't have a whole lot else going on to talk about. So it's just, here's my problems again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, it's not only that. It's when we do talk about anything else, that becomes negative too. Then it's just, well, here's here's everybody I've ever known who's got cancer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> here's people you've never even met who have cancer. Oh, Wow. I'm sorry. Here's people you don't remember who are in jail. Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. It's just, it's just, I feel like I'm in an emotional boxing match. Yeah, it doesn't But I'm even... not throwing any, I'm just, I'm just getting punched in the face. And oh. it's not like against me. Maybe that's not a good analogy. You know, they're not lashing out against me, per se. It's just, it, that's how it feels. Like, I'm just like, ugh. Just this, okay, so you got this problem, okay. Now you got this other problem, okay. Oh, now that person I've never heard of is dead, okay. It's just like, oh, and then 20 minutes later, I'm just like, God damn. Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm- I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do about that. Other than just, and I don't mind listening, but it just, it, 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 it sours my mood. Well, yeah, it would sour anybody's mood. I think I think the beauty of you, Boo, you have so many great qualities. And 
I think you make really dark shit funny and you know how to do it and it's hilarious. And basically calling that person out, being like, Jesus, I want to go fucking kill myself after talking to you. That person probably would have laughed their ass off and been like, oh, right. Like kind of caught themselves Mm -hmm. being negative. And that would have been more of a realistic conversation because you weren't being yourself. Mm -hmm. You were listening and trying to do the right thing, but you weren't what it sounds like. It it was just like, okay, good. I'm just surviving this conversation. Yeah. When, if you were talking to a friend or somebody else, you'd be like, holy God, you all right? Mm -hmm. Like, want me to get a gun to put in your mouth so you can finish? You know what I mean? Like, I not trying to, there's a, there's a way to be the amazing boo you are with honesty and compassion and listening and loving, but also kind of use your comedy as a, like, hey, what's, this is pretty bleak. I'm sad right now. Like, do you want to, do you want me to talk to you later? Or, you know what I mean? Even addressing it, just like a, being in a, like, have you ever, uh, have you ever, have you ever done stand up? <laughs> no? But if you're in a room and it's like you're tanking, do you say that? Do you address the audience oh, and say, absolutely. Right, because you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, awkward if you don't. Yeah. I you think just pretend that everything's normal when everybody's like, this is awkward. Right. So I guess to me, it's like, well, that's a, that feels like this conversation. Well, and this person has done that. They've called themselves out like, oh, but it doesn't really offer a lot of levity. I mean, they acknowledge it sometimes like, oh, boy, yeah, they'll make jokes like I'm, I'm sure I bet you're glad I called. And I'm like, yeah. But then 10 seconds later, they go right back to it. Right. Well, it's because it's a loop. It's mm-hmm. in there. This is how mm-hmm. this is how they talk, at least to you. Yeah. And I, I just don't know how to uh, I just don't know how to uh, alleviate this this problem. Well, I don't think there's a you can't change anybody, yeah. you know, and it's not in your control to. But I'm trying to think. I know I'm, I I know who you're talking about, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to be like uh, careful as well. But yeah, I think I think when you get into respectful mode, like okay, I'm just gonna listen and huh, holding my tongue. I can I have a sense. I'm very intuitive when I know you're doing that, mm-hmm. and that's when I'm like, oh my god. I can tell you want to jump into a fire right now. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's just like in a fight when it's like, what's wrong? Nothing. Okay, but I know mm-hmm. something's really wrong. Yeah. Just tell me, and we can figure it out. But when both parties say nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I used to get that a lot with ex-girlfriends. I'd be in a fine mood. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm great. Five minutes later, what's wrong? Uh, still nothing. And then by the third or fourth time, okay, now there's now I'm pissed. Right, because you're asking <laughs> me. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Mm-hmm. What's that noise? I don't know. It sounds like a, a lot of squeaky, weird noises. A squeaky ghost. <laughs> it's a funny squeaky sound. Well, how about where's that from? Uh, Christmas vacation. Oh. <laughs> Aunt, what's her name? The, the old old lady. <laughs> she wrapped up her cat. <laughs> you, why don't you go in there and say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> then, I love her. Then after the blessing, she just kind of segues into the national anthem. 
Okay. One, you know, maybe we should do a... This is who I'm talking about, by the way. That lady. That lady. Yeah, that's who <laughs> we're talking about. I don't know her name. What were you saying? Maybe... What if we did like a like an improv? Uh-huh. Like, do you want to be the person and I'll play you? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, you want to play you and I'll play the person? Not really. Okay, so... Well, because that's well, what they do in the therapy. Well, okay. They do I'll that. play along. I won't be a, a, a downer. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you, all right. <laughs> I, just, I don't like improv. But. No, I know. Uh-huh. I know you don't. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying, if you want to do a run-through mm-hmm. of how a conversation could possibly go, yeah. if you didn't have to be hold your tongue. Yeah. Well, I can't I can't play the part of this person without revealing it. It's no big deal. I don't, I don't I know. I know. Okay. See, I'm just trying not to just I understand. You know, openly okay. complain about a particular person, but. Copy that. Okay. So we won't do that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I was really excited about the run through. Okay. Ooh, how about you just have a conversation with me and I'll be super negative and you could use your Dave tactics on me. But it's, see, that's different because we have, you and I have such a different dynamic than me and this person. Right. Yeah. I don't know, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Other than just keep listening and keep getting bummed out. No, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. And then I think that will open up a really good conversation. Like being like, man, I just, I know you're going through a hard time, mm-hmm. but dude, what can I do better? Like, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Tell me how to be a better listener or I, I don't, I can't solve the problem. How do I... You know, take ownership in that way. What can I do to get you to shut up? (laughs) Yeah, because you're really not doing it. I mean, clearly the person is taking the reins. Uh So then you need to present other things. Yeah. Don't just shut down the conversation. Change topics? Yes. Uh I can change topics like nobody's business. Yeah. I'm very good at it. Well, a lot of that's ADD. (laughs) I'm sorry. Huh? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I know, but uh-huh. it works in my benefit. <laughs> Later. That's like me saying, I retain fat wonderfully. <laughs> okay. Good for you. <laughs> I can keep my BMI very high. Oh, my just gosh. Just naturally. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I could change topics. What did you say? Wonderfully, I can seamlessly. I can. Mm-hmm. I think here's the thing. There's so much to this relationship that I think it's gonna. It's just like a simmering pot right now. Like it's just about to blow on both ends. It just feels like, like I just feel like, you know. It's about to erupt. Hmm. It's a volcano. Because that's what you do, Boot. Now, I love you. God love you. Everyone loves you. You're the best. Can't wait to marry you. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I've noticed that you kind of stuff things down Mm -hmm. until it goes down, 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 and then it goes erupts. See, I don't think that's fair. When's the last time I I erupted? That makes me sound like I have, like, an anger problem. (laughs) I'm not saying you have an anger problem. I don't think anger is a problem. I, I think get it's angry. a healthy emotion. I get angry at have. stupid things. Like I get angry when they mess up my order, but I, when's the last time I've erupted at you? No, 
I'm not saying uh-huh. he hits me, everybody. <laughs> Help. No, I'm saying it, it with certain things, uh-huh. I can always tell when you're like, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell when it's like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just know how to push your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boo. I'm sorry. No, I'm fine. It's just like, you know, when this person calls, it's like, all right, well. What would you like it to go? How would you like it to go? Just a shred of positivity. Okay. A shred of optimism. Okay, at your lowest point ever. Like, think of your lowest point. Mm -hmm. Was it when you were living in your van? No. No. Okay, so there's a... There's just a sadness that was happening. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to talk to somebody. When I almost went to prison for three years. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, sure. That was pretty low. When I was literally days away from prison. <gasps> oh, right. Mm-hmm. Not jail. <laughs> prison. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the van was a treat. The van was... <laughs> Of my own doing. Oh, my God. Well, so was the oh, boo. Rough stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, imagine days before you almost going to prison. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm making you feel. Now I'm doing. I almost did, too. Oh my god, that is so depressing. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. Okay. Imagine talking to somebody that was actually in a really good place, Mm -hmm. and meanwhile, you're almost on death's fucking door going to prison camp. Would you be in a happy, super great mood if you're talking to this person? Of course not. And that's my point. I get it. Like I said, you know, their complaints are legitimate, but it's just, it's just the repetitiveness of it. It's just like, ah, here we go again. Right. And like, I do feel. I'm like, oh, that all sounds terrible, and I'm not just blowing you off. Like, I legitimately feel your pain, but. We had the same talk five days ago, and before that, and before that, and before that, and still I don't have a solution to your problem. Right. But it's not yours to have. You don't have to solve it. No, exactly. No. Yeah. I know. And they're not just, asking me to solve right. it. They're not. But it's just like, that, I think that's why I feel so helpless and bleak. It's just like, ugh. Like, what, what can I do for you? Other than listen, and I do. But but you're not... I guess what I'm saying, at what cost? Like, you know, it's like just sacrificing my good mood just to pacify this person, be there and listen to them. Well, you have an option, right? So if this person's calling, you can obviously, hey, okay, this person's calling, I can pick up the phone... And I know that this is going to be emotionally taxing. And after, I'm probably going to have to take a bath and, like, watch Bridget Jones' Diary and (laughs) hang out with Charlie. You know me so well. Yeah. Or you can say, okay, this is going to be a call that I'm going to have to do. Mm -hmm. I can't let it derail my whole day because emotionally I'm not at the level 
where I can just roll with the punches with it and make it, you know what I mean, finish off my day. So I'm going to answer the call. I'm going to say, hey, let me, can I call you back after da 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 And then you can mentally prepare for a later call. Mm. Yeah. That way you can go into it, okay, I'm going to. It's gonna, worse, though, because, well. Uh. God, Joey from Iconics. Listen, Joey. Joey, who's he? That's that gym guy. I I put one online thing like, oh, how much is it to go here? And it's it's just this guy Joey, and he keeps calling, and he has a membership that he wants me to buy, and I'm not going to do it based on this, Joey. Gym salesman and gym salespeople and car salespeople. I sold a car, sold my old van uh-huh. four years ago, and. Two, three years later, I was still getting... Well, I put it up on the websites, uh, autotraders.com. And like three years later, I was getting calls from North Hollywood Toyota. Yeah. Hey, you still want to sell your car? We'll give you nowhere near what it's worth. I'm just like, asshole. Yeah. That I posted that three years ago. I'm going to answer and say that I died. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I can't come to the phone right now. I'm dead. See, mm-hmm. that's how you should answer this phone call with this yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> and then that'll be a funny laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, and now, ironically, I'm turning this whole episode into a bleak oh, yeah. exercise. I mean, and- you've you really just pissed all over my whole day. I mean, this has just been, <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. Well, I was having a fine old day. There's I no was, solution to this. So I, I don't know why I even brought it up. But. Here's the thing. it is There is not a solution, but you could... Mm-hmm emotionally go into it with a different mindset Mm -hmm. because I feel like right now you're emotionally going into it and being like, okay, I want emotional pizza. And this person's like, Hey, I'm a deli. Mm -hmm. You're a moron. I'm going to give you deli food. Mm -hmm. You moron. Well, I like deli food too, but it's different if you're, if you're expecting pizza, deli food doesn't (laughs) bum me the fuck out. No shit, Bo. I'm just trying to give you an example. I get it. Your expectation uh-huh. is is uh, emotionally too high for this person. Your emotional uh-huh. expectation is too f- high, hmm. and you're never going to get fulfilled in that way. Yeah. So you can keep busting your head against the wall, which would make anyone want to jump into a fire, or you'd be like, all right. I used to make fun of a person in my life that was extremely negative, mm-hmm. and it worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, like, a few months of us not talking. But, like, other than that. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want a hug? Do you want an emotional hug? Oh, Daddy, you need a hug? No. No, it does show how much you actually do care. Hmm. So that's that's a good, compassionate person that you are. Mm -hmm. You're a compassionate person. Hmm. That needs to call people out. Because you're fucking funny, and you just need to make fun of this person to their face. (laughs) Because that will make them laugh. Because it is so cartoonishly negative. Yeah. I mean, it will make them laugh hard. Mm -hmm. When I'm being negative and you make fun of me, it's the hardest I've laughed. Well, I feel like that works when what you're complaining about is somewhat trivial. (laughs) What? I never complain about trivial things. All my complaints are very...
very normal. <laughs> but when the person Manning. complaining, when you're like, yeah, I, I get it. That does suck. Yeah. You know, it's like those are legitimate complaints, and I'm sorry you're going through this. But, oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you uh, talking to me about it. <laughs> Sorry, I keep laughing at the prison three days before prison. <laughs> I mean, that was true. I really, I, I was told by more than one person in the know, in the legal community, they're like, uh, yeah, you're going to prison. Oh, dude. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were you at that state is it kind of like Edward Norton in 25th Hour? Like, are you kind of just going to all your friends and being like, bye? Kind of. Really? Already, I had already uh, planned to have a buddy take over my business and Aww. give my cut to my then-time, then-time, then-girlfriend. Then-time. Yeah. No, I had already made Man. arrangements. Oh. Yeah, for about four months. There was about a four-month period where I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. Going to prison <laughs> as I'm an sorry. ex-cop. Hmm. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> get murdered or raped? Pick your poison. We're the Stonebergs. <laughs> <laughs> That's David Sunshine hey, Stone. <laughs> give, give us a call if we could help you. And I'm Katie Strandberg, <laughs> the girl that's nervously laughing. Uh, oh my God, Boo! I'm all right. I'm good. You, yeah. Let's pivot. Oh, boy. Let's pivot. 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 Hawks won pivot. last night. That that makes me happy. Oh, that's neat. Let's yeah. talk about things that make you happy. Yeah. Ham sandwiches, anybody? <laughs> Bigfoot. Mayonnaise. Hawks. Karate. UFOs. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Said the girl that literally spent $50 on a planner the other day. A new one, boo. A new one. July to June. In your many, many planners, Mm -hmm. do you have a page or a a (laughs) circle on the calendar that says buy new planner? I would. You know what? No. But when I buy a planner, let me tell you. The the amount of stress that goes into it, because you just said that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I probably bought the wrong one. I brought the wrong one because yeah. it's not going to let me achieve my goals. <laughs> it's not the right layout. Mm-hmm. It's not the right mind mapping. <laughs> oh, The irony that you need a planner to help you plan better. Yeah. You, this planner is making my plans incorrect. That's exactly I right. Need a new planner. New planner, new life. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should get this person a planner. Yeah. I bet they've never planned. Tomorrow. (laughs) Be positive. I remember. (laughs) Oh, I remember I was trying. I'm you're talking to a codependent. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a time when. Okay, most negative time ever. Not for me, but for somebody else. My mama was in the rehab center in Orange County. Mm -hmm. And it was Easter Sunday. Which, by the way, note to everybody is when my sister died. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, this is a dark podcast today. Who wants an Easter egg? Um, <laughs> I can't look at those the same. Anyway, so I'm in there with my crafting little book, and I'm cutting out letters that say, Happy Easter, Mom. 
And she's literally like drooling on herself and like can't do anything. And I was like, maybe I should just be in the moment and sit and understand that like, it's okay to be sad. Mm -hmm. And this is sad. And, and that's my learning thing. So I look back and I don't know why I'm laughing because it's so depressing, but it, it was just, it kind of is a little window into my soul of, okay, this is so uncomfortable. I want to do anything else, but stay in this room. And really my mom was probably like, Jesus, stop cutting and just hang out. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? You know what your arts and <laughs> like I don't need a sign. Can you just <laughs> chill? I can barely, it hurts to breathe. <laughs> so I guess sometimes taking it out for me, I, I learned from that. Okay. Just being there and just listening is enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, boo. You know what? You are enough. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to solve a problem to earn love. You don't have to try to, you know, make shame somebody into being positive. Like, you listening is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And to know, hey, all right, next 10 minutes, this is going to be a big bummer, but this person needs to vent, Mm -hmm. so here I am. Yeah. And that's how you're showing up, and that's what you're doing. So looking at it like that might be a little more helpful. Hmm. That's a good point. Thank you. I knew something was in there, that mind of mine. (laughs) We got uh, pee poppers. No shit. You want to give them a try? Yeah. (laughs) Pop. Pop, 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 pop. Pee pop. Does it, can you hear it? I, I think I think it muffled the the pops a little bit. Really? There's a lot of pops. I thought when you said pee pop, I was like thinking of a game and or peas that I could eat because I'm hungry, <laughs> like an edamame situation. Is edamame? Nope. I'm not. Nope. What? I was gonna say is edamame peas. <laughs> I mean, they gotta be in the pea family, right? I feel like they're it's similar. Very, they're cousins. Very similar blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why aren't we eating peas steamed at two, a... Two peas in a pot. <clears throat> That's what I used to hear in my family. Really? And I was like... <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, why would there just be two peas in a pot? <laughs> that is such a big pot for... Yeah. That's, you're going to burn those little peas. Any kind of pot mm-hmm. is way too big for two peas. Two peas in a pot. <laughs> and then I learned that it was pod. I'm like, that makes more sense because that's... How peas come into this world. That's so cute, pod. What a cute pod. That's Man. the coronavirus thing. If you're in a pod, if you were in a similar pod, you could hang out with people. Oh, okay. Like if you lived on a block or had friends. Speaking of peas, yes. I, don't, I don't eat enough green peas. No, you, do English you not peas. like peas? I love peas. Well, why don't you make them? God damn it. Can you even make peas that didn't come out of a Del Monte can? Like, I don't know Can. how to... Can? What are you talking about? You mean frozen peas? That's oh, how fro- you eat peas. frozen. Okay. That's how frozen. you eat Frozen. I always had them from peas. the can, but I'm saying, how do you make fresh peas? I guess The you green just... peas. This, and oh, I, like the from the OG. The OG peas. Yeah. I don't know. I used to like those. Nana, the, uh, Nana knew. Put them in a... <laughs> My we, Nana who's dead knows. <laughs> make a little, we call it a bird's nest. You ever make the bird's nest? Oh, no. With the mashed potatoes. Oh, how cute. You take, you take your little serving of mashed potatoes, okay. and then you 
with your spoon, you kind of uh, make an indention in the center, like a little crater. Oh, my God. And then you put the peas in the crater. Oh, that's fun. And then maybe hit it with a little gravy, and you got your little bird's nest. Oh. Yeah, I used to to rock that when I was a kid. That's so fun. Oh, and then you could get little chicken, like a little chicken, and put it in there. In the <laughs> It'd be a chicken nest. In my head, that was so brilliant. Like, I got a good one. Oh, I <laughs> I really thought that was like innovative. I was so proud of myself. Anyway. Well, guys, listen. Again, this is depression. Uh, I mean, Stonebergs, welcome. <laughs> Listen, Boo, come on, turn the frown upside down. I'm fine. Oh, boy. I want some peas. Every single lady hearing me and or man or whatever. Anyway, when somebody says, when their partner says, I'm fine, it's the exact opposite. Oh, now he's just flexing his muscles. Been working on the guns. Yeah. You know what, Boo? I was going to tell you. Hey, I need those tickets to that show. <laughs> I feel like Kenny Banya. Yeah. I've been working out. I'm huge. Who's Kenny Banya? Kenny Banya's uh, Jerry Seinfeld's annoying comedian friend who oh. gave him a suit because he was working out <laughs> and he was too big for it. Oh, and speaking of peas, I th- yeah. Oh, no. It's soup. They were, he, he, yeah, I give you this suit and you, you take it. Give me, buy me a meal. And then he, like, oh. Jerry takes him out for the meal and the guy's like, nah, I'm not that hungry. I'll just have, like, an appetizer. And Jerry's like, no, 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 no. This is the meal. This is the meal. You choose. Yeah, he just wanted soup. He goes, no, I'm just getting soup. Soup's not a meal. And Jerry's like, I'm not stopping you from getting a meal. Get whatever you want. I mean, but I... I always love that when he's like, I've been working out. I'm huge. And he's like a very <laughs> averagely built dude. <laughs> I honestly could eat soup as that's it. That's it. Forever, I could just do soup. That's for sure. You say that. No, no, no. I, I bet you, I swear to God, I'm serious about this. Sometimes you want to bite something. No. You can't bite soup. Yes, you can. If you make it chunky, you can. Mm. See, my favorite when I was little was cream of mushroom soup Ooh. from the, from, from the can. Ooh. And it would be all gelatiny. So I would open it up and I'd put it in a little bit of a bowl, right? And then I'd get a little bit of water and I'd put a little bit of water in there. Then I'd, I'd crush it with a spoon, okay? Lightly. But it's still in that gelatin piece. You're right. That does sound delicious. (laughs) And then then I would heat it up in the microwave, and then it would kind of dissipate here. And then there you go. You got chunky. I would always ask my mom, Mom, may I please have chunky cream and mushroom soup? That was my favorite meal. I mean, it to this day, it's pretty great. Now you take that soup, you put it in a saucepan, and you get you some real mushrooms. Mm. Some little button mushrooms, slice those up, saute them in a, in a skillet, mm. and then add that to the soup. And then maybe instead of water, hit it with a little chicken stock and uh, stir that around. That's doable. Look, you're not even looking. <laughs> you're like, yawn. All those You're steps. always that way. You're always, I'm always like, here's, here's a way that we can make this a lot tastier. And you're like, nope. Hard pass. <laughs> it's the... I don't think you're hearing me. Okay, this is cream of mushroom soup. Already done. Already done in the can, boo. Already done. All you have to do is go bloop. I don't know if I've the- ever met anybody who eats <laughs> that as the soup. Usually, cream of mushroom soup and cream of chicken. Those are, I love cream of chicken, those are, too. Those are really less of a soup and more of just an ingredient into another dish. 
I mean, that's kind of like eating gravy. Like, ah, oh, I'll just have some gravy soup. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's the similar consistency, but I understand. But see, I that's how innovative my palate is. That's true. You have a that, very innovative palate. <laughs> that I saw it as, hey, I'm just something that's used for other things. Nah, you're the main course, buddy. Hey, cream and mushroom. Guess what? You're special. You're a special fucking soup, and I'm going to eat you. Because I'm too, 12 years old and too lazy to, <laughs> to do anything else with it. First of all, think of it this way a can into the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Dumping it. I, I don't think. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cream mushroom has mushrooms in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> There's chunks in it, it's uh-huh. already pre chunky. Yeah. So then you add the chunks. Uh-huh. With the consistency. Yeah. And then look, no mess, no fuss. You put it, you put the can in the bowl, boom, I throw away the can. Hey, is there a dish to clean? No. Is there a pot to wait, clean? Wait, no. Put the can in the bowl? Oh, wait, no. Eventually I put the can. you got to clean that bowl <laughs> unless you're going to eat the bowl. No. Usually I used a disposable bowl, so oh. no cleanup. Yeah. Well, that's, that really is nothing to do with the soup. The soup can't get credit <laughs> for your disposable bowl. Those are just two different things. Circumstantial. No, I'm sure cream of mushrooms soup is wonderful inside of a bomb shelter. But. Listen, not all of us need, you know, four season tastes, you know. Like, oh, Mr. I need to cut mushrooms and put it in a pot. You know, it's like, no way, dude. I already, this is pre-made by Mr. Campbell himself. He said, hey. I love soups. I'm going to make a whole company about them. Mm-hmm. And then made these delicious soups, put them in cans for people to consume. And I am like, yeah, thank you. That Campbell's chunky bullshit. Oh. You got me meat that's just been <laughs> sitting in a can for eight months. What is tuna? What is tuna? I'm not singing tuna's praises. Well, I'm just you saying, did not sing its I'm praises just saying earlier. it doesn't necessarily come with mayonnaise. It's, oh, it's kind of man. Thing. Guys. Look at us just being all testy with one well, another. Well, you know what? Welcome to Divorce the Podcast. <laughs> I'm Katie Strammer. This is David Sunshine Stone over we, here. We did just have a two-hour uh, <laughs> brainstorming session about the wedding. Yes, right we did. Recorded, and we did. It feels like we're kind of backing out of Vegas. Yeah, guys. We're, we're slowly reversing. Slowly. And, okay, Vegas, I want to talk to you really quickly. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you, Vegas. Are you, you talking Vegas. to me or Vegas? No, I'm talking oh. to Vegas. I'm sorry. Thanks, yeah. yeah. Vegas, I love you so much, and you know how much I love your machines and, and the magic of your city. And look, I'm not putting you away. Mm-hmm. This isn't a breakup, but it could very well be hmm. a makeup. But for now, we're going we're gonna to take some space. We're going to take some space from Vegas. Hmm. We're going to s- space it out. So, thank you, Vegas, for understanding, and I love you. Okay. Anyway, boo. Back to us. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't be mad. I'm filled oh. with rage. <laughs> you always tell me don't be mad. When your I'm eyes. So not Yeah. Mad. You're, like, the most unmad I've ever seen you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We did. We had a long conversation about weddings because I've been avoiding everything <laughs> pretty much. Because I've been focused on Dr. Kim and my health. So who feels bad now, motherfucker? You should. Oh, me? Yeah, oh, you should feel bad because I'm, okay. I'm dying. Yeah. According to Dr. Kim, that's, I almost died. That's not funny, boo. 
Don't don't joke about it. Okay, dying. sorry. What if we had a Jesus themed wedding? <laughs> Everyone dresses up in white robes. <laughs> We'd save so much money on the hotel rooms. Like we'll just get holes get and up. like put rocks over them. <laughs> the rehearsal dinner's just bread and fish. <laughs> Started off with just a couple of loaves, but somehow we fed thousands. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Biblical then our wedding, wedding picture could be the the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird that you mention that because, in a way, I'm already married to Jesus. Oh, boo. I'm on fire for the Lord. <laughs> I've never seen his eyes more vacant, everybody. <laughs> You're not supposed to mock. No, you're not, and we're not. I'm serious about this Jesus-themed yeah. wedding. But yeah, so we're 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 thinking of Palm Springs. Palm Springs, and then we had. We well, had a, we I had mean, a my new, fantasy. We had a new uh, contestant today, new contender, if you will. Guys, let me let me introduce you to a little city entitled New Orleans. I love New Orleans. Me too. I feel like this one's going to be a little more. New Orleans would be pricier because literally no one on our guest list <laughs> could drive there. Yeah, everyone would have to fly. <laughs> literally every person invited to the wedding would need to fly. Okay. Just because of Hear me geographic out. issues. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, uh, what do you guys think? If, if a good friend of yours was like, we're going to pay for your ticket, mm-hmm. you're going to go to New Orleans, uh, if you want, it's your choice. We're not like, Dictators, uh, and we're going to give you a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like a world's like nightmare for you, or does that sound like fun? No. If 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 they're getting an invite, then that means there's obviously we have a relationship with that person. Okay, so that person cares about you. Yeah, or at least we think. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're paying for the flight and the hotel, then why not? I mean, yeah. I, I get even with that, you still have to get yourself to an air. Port well, and people have that's like a pain job jobs yeah. and stuff, and kids, and but words. I don't know. We didn't. We haven't really talked about this on the show, but like the concept of a destination wedding, I kind of feel like if you're going to invite somebody to a destination wedding, you should kind of pay for travel and lodging. Yes, I've been invited. I turned down a spectacular wedding of two wonderful friends, mm-hmm. but it this was you know. Six seven years eight years ago when I dead broke and then they were they they invited me and it was in Asheville North Carolina and Ooh. they showed me all these pictures and it looked beautiful I was like I I can't afford it I can't afford to fly to Asheville right now so I didn't go but I'm saying if you and I'm not saying I, I don't know what I'm saying I don't know what the social status quo is in regards to well I'm a psychopath I'm a psychopath well yeah but uh, yeah I don't think anyone should pay for it. Anything yeah. regarding coming to our wedding. Mm-hmm. I think that's ridiculous. And uh, no offense to anybody. Yeah, and I'm not, no shit, offense I'm not shitting on my friends who invited me to Here's Asheville and didn't this give is, me a ticket. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know. Here's the thing. I'm so burned from weddings, mm-hmm. from going to a all-Christian school where everyone needed to get married to have sex after. And, like, I paid so much money, and I was, I mean, right out of college, freshly on Prozac, depressed as hell and having to go to freaking Nikki's wedding and wherever. Not great, okay? I wasn't a fun 
It wasn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I associate weddings with basically chores and work and horrid, horrid nights where you cry in a bathroom oh, until you want to go home. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I'm trying to make it easy mm-hmm. for those people that do get invited and are like, I roll, ew. If it's, if it's taken care of, then you're actually valuing, A, their time. You're giving them a gift because mm-hmm. it's like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them a choice to say yes or no. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's free will. It's a Jesus wedding. And let's be honest. Is, is, that a, is that a hopeful outcome for some of the guests? Uh, not anybody in particular. I just mean in, in general where if you can't come, uh, okay, that's fine. But we got credit for inviting you. Honestly, Yes. You know, if you can't come, like, okay, that's less money we have to spend on your meal and your room and, and your ticket. And they're probably like, oh, man. But and they, they really can't come. They really can't come. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. Yeah. We give you the ticket, the room, mm-hmm. <laughs> this everything. Yeah. And they're saying no. Yeah, no skin off our backs. Exactly, yeah. We're free. Yeah, unless it's like, you know, the really close. There's a few people where I really hope that they could come. Yeah. And everybody else I would invite be like, yeah, I'd like you and I'd like you to come. But if you can't, you know, I'll be all right. I honestly see you some other time. don't care. Yeah. If you want to come, great. Mm-hmm. If you don't, great. I'm not going to make somebody get out of their depression when they're dealing with their stuff mm-hmm. and, and force them to have a smile on their face mm-hmm. and come even though they're going through a really dark time. I won't do that to anybody. The only guilt I would have inviting people to a wedding would be uh, asking them to dress up. You know, like, hey, I'm sorry, this is just, I'm sorry you gotta, I'm sorry I'm inviting you to a thing that you gotta put on a suit or something for, because I, I don't, I, I'm, we'll have this talk later, but I'm hoping that I don't even have to wear a suit. Oh, you're wearing a suit. Okay. Yeah, because uh, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, dude. Okay. And you're gonna wear a fucking suit, and everyone wears it, Okay. And I'm going to wear a suit, and then <laughs> Charlie's going to wear a suit. We're all wearing suits. Can I? <laughs> no, I don't care what you wear. You can, can wear we, Bermuda can... shorts for all I care. Oh, oh, I thought you were just serious about no. it. No. Oh, okay. But if we do New Orleans, you're wearing a suit. I'll wear a suit if it can be like a period piece. Okay. I can wear like a Civil War era. Perfect. Okay, if you That'd get to do cool. that, then I get to have full creative freedom of what I get to wear. I could I could wear a freaking ostrich and you can't say anything. I mean All right. I, not like I get have, out of here, ostriches. You better run. Cause guess who's coming? <laughs> the ostrich wearer. You're gonna wear like a tutu. Oh. You know, <gasps> well, first of all boa. Uh, everything you're saying is dead on. I would love look, that. You're gonna look like you're at a gay pride parade. <laughs> I would that's your honestly, ideal. That would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I do want a gay pride parade. Yeah. You even said in today's meeting, you were like, ooh, this place has <laughs> 90s, gay, gay, gay 90s night. night. And, and uh, like, I'm pro-gay. I'm fine with all that. It's just funny. It would just be funny <laughs> to see you that just was dressed the, up like a flamboyant drag queen. I would love that. Mm-hmm. And I just wish you would get behind mm-hmm. that. See, I don't know. Maybe we should just call it quits. <laughs> This was this is the breakup episode. I just feel like that would be a little <laughs> cultural appropriation. No, no, you're right, and I'm I'm wrong in wanting to do that, and I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. argue with that, Mister Mister Mister. 
<laughs> Guys, I really do want. I'm still holding out for New Orleans. I'm still. This just this we came. This happened came an, hour ago. an hour ago. <laughs> no, it would be great. Oh my gosh! But it just seems a little illogical. Spooky, to- and it's so spooky. Oh, and I said graveyard. Guys, who's with me? See, I, Listeners, call oh. now. Let us know what you think of a graveyard NOLA wedding. I think you're having like Boom. an identity crisis. <laughs> Are you a goth teenager? <laughs> Are you a drag queen? What are you doing? I think I just like themes. Yeah, you do like themes. I just wanted to be Is wedding not good enough of a theme? No, marriage. Hey, the theme to this is marriage and love. Not good enough. Someone needs a purple wig. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. I, I, okay, you know what? You're right. But that's why you love me, okay? You love my freak flag, Mm -hmm. and I just want it to fly, baby. Mm -hmm. I want that freak flag to fly. So either get on board with this parade in a freaking cemetery or get out of here. I feel like, and I love cemeteries, and I love New Orleans. I I love all that folklore, (laughs) but it just, do people get married in cemeteries? That feels like the marriage is doomed. Okay, I think that's what everyone thinks. Okay. But that's why I'm saying, hey, buddy, it's not going to be doomed. Uh-huh. It's like if it rains on your wedding day, that's good luck. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if a bird shits ba- on your head, is it, good luck. Is it bad luck if it's a pretty day? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know the opposite of it. I just know if it rains on your wedding day, it's good luck. Okay. <laughs> so there's all these superstitions. Mm-hmm. So, hello? For example... Uh, when purchasing my cats, a.k.a. adopting them from the Burbank Animal Shelter, they're black cats. Uh-huh. Did that deter me? Yeah, I don't believe in that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. See? See? But or does that pertain to solid black cats? Because these uh, aren't they... necessarily black cats. Well, they're, they're tuxedos. tuxedos. Yeah. So, yes, I am, mother. <laughs> I am a tuxedo cat. Um, okay, so maybe not the cemetery... Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. It just seemed a bit odd. I think it's neat, though. Remember in Double Jeopardy Mm -hmm. how cool that scene was when she was stuck in that tomb? Yeah, it was awesome. We should recreate that on our wedding day. (laughs) Maybe I could just fucking kill Bill you. I would love that. What if we did a Kill Bill wedding and I uh, was dead Uma Thurman? everybody got shot. Boom. Boom. Oh, we could do paintball guns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. And then we drive off in the in, in the pussy wagon. Oh hell yes! Kind of, that was like a it's like a '92 Ford F-150 or something. Oh my gosh, pussy wagon! So, I think it was a Chevy. I think it was a full size Chevy that had been lowered. I mean, we could just recreate the whole thing. Ah, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm into that. But okay, you're right. See, this is where I go awry. Yeah. And let's get serious about this, okay? Yeah. Listen, we're getting serious. Uh (laughs) We're getting serious. Are you serious right now? I'm very serious. Thoughts on acupuncture wedding? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Everyone gets relaxed. Everyone gets cured. How's that going, by the way? Are you, like, it was, it was, to hear you tell it, like, you, I'm still not over the news that Dr. Kim was like, yeah, you could have dropped dead of a heart attack. Absolutely, in my car. Are you doing better? Does I'm he doing, think that you're getting oh, better? Oh, yeah, no, my body is mending itself. Okay. The body, guys, is a very powerful thing, especially the Katie body. And guess what? Put a bunch of needles in me every every day. 
and uh, make me drink tea that tastes like cat piss, I'm feeling great. Do you want to talk about the phone call you're going to make tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous about that phone call. I'm breaking up with my psychiatrist, you guys. As you should. Um, because my kidneys are damaged. <laughs> I'm laughing. This is all. This is horrible that I'm laughing at this, but I have to. Yeah, if you didn't catch last week's episode, long story short, Katie's been on a few meds, max dosage for four or five years. Max dosage, yeah, for about four years now. And a couple weeks ago, you went to an acupuncturist. Prescribed this, by the way. This isn't just me going to Mexico and having fun. Yeah, these aren't fun meds. These are. Like, oh, you're fucking crazy. Here's some pills. You paid a lot of money for a professional to diagnose you and then prescribe the proper medication. Yes. And max dosage for yep. four or five years. And then yes. Dr. Kim, a few weeks ago, upon your first visit, was like, yeah, you're on way too much. Uh, this is probably going to kill you soon if you don't change. Yeah, your nervous system is shutting down. So the psychiatrist, he didn't give you any warnings. Like, hey, just so you know, take this at your own risk. No. and I mean, I... How's that not malpractice? It's not malpractice because that's why we do the monthly meeting or whatever because he's like, oh, how's it going? How How is mm-hmm. the meds going? And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm tired. And then that kind of just became for about a year the conversation. Oh, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. usually, you know, that's normal. These meds make you tired. But my body is really, really sensitive. And apparently I'm not only reacting poorly to the medications prescribed, but also I'm allergic. So it's like kind of just a combo. And so in in his defense, he doesn't know my allergies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. Why not? That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, love how I'm that's defending That's information him. that can be obtained. But I kept saying, I just felt, talk about feeling unheard. Like it did feel like gaslighting in a way because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so tired. Like I'm like, and now looking back, it's like, well, yeah, your body was shutting down, Katie. Like, mm-hmm. no shit, you were tired. But I I just kept being told, like, okay, well, we need to up this one, or we need to add another one, or, you know, it was just med upon med upon med. And I'm still pro-meds, and I'll probably have to be on an antidepressant mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, and that's fine. I don't mind that. But I, I'm just kicking myself in the ass and being like, what the fuck, Katie? Because, I mean... I didn't take care of my health. Like, I was trusting it completely. Well, you tried to. You thought you were. I thought I was taking care of my mental health, and I actually was effing myself. And so, again, what are the problem areas that Dr. Kim's concerned about? Is it your kidneys? My your kidneys. Heart? Uh, my heart is a lot better. My heart is, like, because I completely cut out Adderall. And, so, but how, and how do we know it's better? Um, because it doesn't. Uh, well, Dr. Kim... But also, well, what kind of test is he? How does he know? He this? has a body scanner thing okay. that he uses, and also, uh, I would. <laughs> here's the other thing: I would have murmur in my heart. My heart would like it would like shudder mm-hmm. sometimes, and I just thought it was the Red Bulls or the Celsius mm-hmm. or the, you know, I was like, oh, Adderall or working out or whatever. But yeah, and that's completely gone. I there were things in my finger. I, I couldn't feel my fingers, my toes. It's circulation issues. Circulation issues. Now that's barely there. Like, so it's not bullshit because my body is actually mending because I've stopped taking quite a lot of these medications. So, yeah, you know what? It's going well. And I'm extremely lucky because it's 
guys, it's it's a miracle I'm here. Truly, because I mean my my eyes are brighter. Like I I just I guess it felt like I was in a haze. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so tired all the time and I just had like a veil over my head. It, it it's hard to it is describe, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like like it's back to high definition. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm feeling a lot more and I'm I'm actually present and I'm not freaking out as much and and this by the way, still going to counseling every week and still still talking to my counselor. I do believe that I again will be on an antidepressant forever, but I do believe I was misdiagnosed mm-hmm. and I've been taking the wrong medication for over 4 years. Jeez. So that's if you were to break it down, that's what happened. So, fun. Again, welcome to the stone. <laughs> oh, oh no, boo. Oh, no. Oh, damn Guys. it. Okay. Well, let's, let's turn this ship upside down. Wait. Uh-huh. Let's. I don't know. What, what's the same phrase I'm trying to say? Turn that frown upside down? Let's do that. How are we going to do it? That used to be the uh, the slogan for Lionel Playworld. <gasps> the mini trains and stuff? No. <laughs> Jesus. Try- <laughs> Char- <laughs> uh, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> I can't breathe. Man. Oh, my he's a God. Maniac. He's going insane. Charlie, enough, honey. Hey. Hey. Charlie. Charlie, neighbors exist. Fuck those people. I know. I don't like them either. But totally <laughs> oh, by the way. All right. Uh, nobody really knows who we're talking about. No one knows but, who we're talking about. We've got about. these no two neighbors that you complain about a lot. Um, uh, and you do too. Yeah, well, I don't complain as much as you do. I, but uh, no, I'm not saying you're wrong for complaining. No, no, I'm, I'm saying th- anyway. they, they really stick in your craw more than mine. Well, because they hate me and cross uh, the street when they see me walking down the street. I, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, yesterday I was walking Charlie and I, I was coming back around the block. And they're sitting on someone else's stoop, just camped out, smoking cigarettes, having a good time. What? And I was just like, oh, hey, guys. I was like, y'all want to, y'all trying out this one just to see how oh. it's different? And they were just like, yeah. They, they, they didn't really get the joke, but. They were not, at somebody else's. Yeah, not that that's like a, a big crime or sin, but yes, like it, it it's just bizarre. Well, because these same people. We've talked about they sit on our stoop a lot, yet they live on the second floor and have a balcony. Balcony. A balcony. A but place yet, where on the outside, it's actually better than a stoop. Oh, it's much better Because you can go ahead yeah. and you're above. Yeah. And you can see the whole neighborhood. They've got a beautiful balcony up there, but they're always just camped out right in front of our door, just doing whatever. But anyway, and I, whatever, I overlook it. But it was just bizarre that five doors down, five buildings down, the, the first one at the beginning of the block, I rounded the corner and there they are just camped out. They're just, just sitting there. Like and and like comfortably, like just sprawled out like they had been sitting there for an hour. No. Like watching a fireworks show or something. With their dog? No, it was just the two. Just of them. them. So they were just sitting. Let, That's loitering. That's go, illegal, by the way. Let's go to I, the neighbor's porch and smoke some cigarettes. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. I know that makes us sound very petty, but No, it's just, it doesn't. If you knew these people, you you would know that it, they're just bizarre. They're evil. They're, they're not evil. They're, they're evil bizarre. and awful humans. No, they hate me so much, and I do not know why. And it, But why would you sit? Okay, by the way, that yeah, is illegal. Know. That's illegal. That's illegal. I could call the police. 
I'm gonna call him. <laughs> call him the police it's radio. Nine one one. Where are you? It was just. It was just. Odd. You should have. You should have asked them more. Pro- like, what are you guys doing? It's none of my business. Y'all it is. You're. A, you're a part. You're the security of this block. <laughs> it was just bizarre. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What if two people mm-hmm. were in front, sitting on our stoop, mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes, and didn't live here? Would you go out and say something? No. Now, mm-hmm. if if they were there all day, they were there for multiple hours, or if they were making a lot of noise, yes. But you know. Whatever. But that's Pick your so weird. Of course it's weird. Like, that's... Who thinks that way? Yeah, they're just... They're a weird, they're a weird couple. Oh, I just... Oh, they really... the same really... people we've talked about <laughs> who, who who have turned uh, the rooftop of the garages in the back of the property into their own luxury patio. Yep, and then they water all the beautiful, beautiful, many plants. Yeah, they've got plants up there. They've got... And uh, it drips. All the dirt water just yeah. drips and seeps into the driveway. On the rooftop of a garage that Ooh. is not theirs. Yeah, they're they're great. <laughs> <laughs> we just sound like a couple of complainy biddies. <laughs> no, no, you do. I've been, I've been, I've been taking this as a positive podcast. I've been making myself a positive poly. You are a positive, Polly. Minus the friggin' gargoyles that we live next to. Sorry. That's all right. They're the worst, though. I hate them. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, I hope you, you, your frown is turning upside down. Oh, I'm good. Oh, oh yeah, Lionel Play World. Um, oh, yeah. I think it was spelled different, and I may be pronouncing it incorrectly. I know there's a Lionel train company. Uh, but this, I don't think they were connected, and I think it might have been spelled different. And their mascot was a kangaroo. Oh. But this was uh, the early 80s, and it was like the big competitor, or at least regionally. I don't know if they were national. But uh, around Georgia, they were like the big competitor to Toys R Us. Oh, okay. I turn had that no frown, idea. Turn that frown upside down at Lionel Playworld. Oh, my gosh. Did you go there all the time? Absolutely. Was it's it fun. the best? It's great. It was awesome. It sounds fun. It was big, like, you know, the size of a Toys R Us wow. or a grocery store, like a giant, like, warehouse, big box toy store. Wow. Yeah, was what bad. was your, when you, little Dave would go in there, what was his main, go- where would you go? What he, was, like, the beeline? Either sporting equipment, like bikes. Base, baseball, football, bikes, or He-Man figurines or uh, wrestling figurines. I don't know if figurines the right right like phrase. the wrestling, but yeah, and then the figurine kind of the, the wrestling toys. I think you're a liar. I think it was Care Bears Care Bear, all the way. Oh, uh, definitely Care Bears. That was the shame. That was that, that was, was the number the one low. stop. That was my down low. Like ooh, <laughs> and I did. I would do this all the time. Like oops, I wandered into this part of the store. Might as well look at the Care Bears. But I would like accidentally when I was like five, I'd be like, wow. I know I'm not supposed to look at Care Bears, but these things are cool, so I'm just gonna wander over. It's like it's like a a creep. In the old video store, who just wander over to the back <laughs> porn section, like, oops, I'm on the wrong aisle. Might as well look around. That's how I treated Care Bears. I felt very, very strongly towards the game Operation. Yeah, I liked Operation. It's very, it was very, scary, though. It was, yeah, it'd make you anxious. It's, it was spooky. The zaps. Yeah. Well, and the fact that you're replicating, operating on a human being. Well, the zapping. Mm-hmm. The zapping was the real kicker there Mm -hmm. but i remember that was kind of my like ooh, like i'm going down this scary game aisle (laughs) care bears made me question my sexuality okay as did the easy bake oven 
I oh. wanted an Easy Bake Oven so bad, but I was too embarrassed to ask for one for oh. birthday or Christmas. Oh, but I was like, hold man. on. I can. I have access to brownies 24-7. I don't have to ask anybody to make them. Got my own <laughs> supply. Sign me up. I, I, mean, I wanted an Easy Bake Oven so bad. Did any of your friends that were boys have an Easy Bake Oven? Oh, no. Lord, no. Yeah. Or not that they would admit. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I I kind of had a thing for those army soldiers. Yeah. Those mini army soldiers? Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Those were rad as hell. The little green ones? Yeah, the little, little green ones, ones that, that you could just, they had the guns and you their could feet fight. were stuck there. They were yeah. like all on surfboards, yeah. basically. Yeah. I loved those. Mm-hmm, those were cool. I mean, and that's, the, I was the girliest girl in all the girl girls, but like, man, yeah. get me some, uh, just some of those. Yeah. Some marbles. Marbles were fun marbles and underrated. Marbles. The wrestling figures. I had the um, the ring too. The oh, the, the you wrestling did. Ring that was like the size of like a birthday cake. Oh my god! And then you'd have the the little rubbery. They were like bendable rubbery uh, WWF guys. And I had like oh, all, I had is, like twenty of them. Oh, that I had is so Hulk cool. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog. Big John Stud, Iron Sheik. I'm sorry, there was a character entitled Junkyard Dog? The Junkyard Dog. Yeah. No. Yeah. What well, was his thing? Oh, he was awesome. He's this black dude, <laughs> and uh, he, he would wear a chain and a, co- a collar and a chain like he's a dog. He's a Junkyard Dog. He's crazy. Was it anyone else you. like an animal? Oh, no, there was a lot of like mental illness themes running through the oh, characters. Oh, God. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What? He had Asperger's, carried a two-by-four. <laughs> Junkyard dogs walking around with a chain around his neck. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that was big. Like, uh, there was a lot of, like, like mental illness. Like, oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> guy with a straight jacket. Down syndrome Deb. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, that was, like, uh, it was one of the go-to themes wow. in some of the characters. Yeah. This guy's crazy. We, we you know, gotta, we he's gotta, unpredictable. Oh, my gosh. Hell, yeah. Junkyard dog. Uh, then later there was uh, uh, Mick Foley, and he had a couple of personas. Mankind was this, so he'd wear like this weird, almost like a Hannibal Lecter, like half of a mask. And oh, but, I like, remember, yeah. Psychosis was a popular theme amongst <laughs> <laughs> wrestling characters. Yeah, in that the seems 80s. to be. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. But yeah, I had the ring, and I'd play with them. Oh, it was great. Are res- is wrestling still? I know it still exists. It's huge. Is it still huge amongst forty year old dudes? And I really? do not get it. I do not get it. Like I, the Nacho Libre the, stuff. The what? The Nacho Libre stuff, like that kind of wrestling. Well, that's like Mexican wrestling. Oh. No, like American WWE. Now it's no longer WWF, but like it's huge. Really? Oh yeah. Still. Still. I, but what station? I mean, I'm not seeing no, this anywhere. No, no, I'll show you. Seriously, really? I, I know what there's I'm talking a, there's about. There's a group of people that just are obsessed with wrestling. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. And I and do it's not the fake get wrestling. It's yes. not the real. Yeah. Okay. And it, you know, it's not fake. Like yeah, they're great athletes, and they are doing crazy athletic stuff, and it's dangerous in that. You know, they could hurt themselves, but it's fake in that it's predetermined. It's not a competition. I couldn't put my finger on I was debating somebody about this one day about, you know, they were, they were, they were making the argument of like, yeah, well, they're great athletes and they still get hurt. Yeah, all that's true. The reason I, I don't understand, the, it, it's not an actual competition Yeah. the way real sports is. And I, I do not get, I mean, people are, I, I know dozens of 40-year-old dudes that just cannot get enough. Wow. It's like, all right, do your thing. 
Oh, I am so interested in this. Yeah. I'm going to be doing some research, yeah, guys. I am going to research this shit. Up. I loved it when I was a kid because I was a f- stupid kid. Yeah. But then I became an adult, and I was like, well, that's no longer for me. Well, maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe mm-hmm. these these kiddos that are, you know, they're young at heart. Yeah. They're like, hey. like It's like how I keep my American Girl Molly doll. Mm-hmm. She's not going anywhere. Molly's like, going to stay with me for always. I would get that if... Real, like if real sports didn't exist, but like if you want to see giant, grown, muscle bound men actually fight each other, that exists. Magic Mike, UFC, nope, MMA, <laughs> like that. Exi- yeah. But like, I want to watch a bunch of guys pretend to beat each other up. I, I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. Well, Boo, maybe there's nothing to get. I loved it when I was a kid. I, I, I have bits. I'm not going to do my bits, but like, like a lot of those guys lived in my town. Really? Yeah, because in the uh, in the '80s, you basically had, there was tons of small circuit uh, organizations and leagues and whatnot. But uh, and I don't know what they have now. I know there's a couple different ones now. But in the '80s, you had two. You had the WWF and the NWA, which later became the WCW. Oh, that's a musical group as well. Yeah, these totally different. <laughs> But the NWA or slash WCW was based in Atlanta. That's where their headquarters were, and a lot of the TV tapings and stuff were in Atlanta. So a lot of those guys lived in the suburbs of Atlanta, and we had four or five of them that lived in my town, and you would just see them. One of my buddies in high school, there was these two brothers that were wrestlers, uh, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. Rick is now a real estate agent in my hometown of Canton, Georgia. You see his signs and yards like, holy shit, that's Rick Steiner. (laughs) With Caldwell Banker. <laughs> but they were legit brothers. Scott was his brother. My buddy got in a road rage incident with both of them. Got his ass kicked by both Steiner brothers. Holy shit. And my buddy and his brother were like 17, 18, just little punk smart asses. And they got out there and there's some sort of road rage thing, like, fuck you, pull over. Oh and they hop God. out and lo and behold, holy shit, it's both Steiner brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, beat, beat the shit out of them both. And then uh, to hear my buddy tell the story that, like, once they were all done, they, he, like, they helped them up and shook their hands, like, sorry it came to this, but you guys got to watch how you tr- talk to people. Oh and they my were like, God. you're right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, wow. yeah, on the side of the road is my buddy and his, and his brother got in a fight with the Steiner brothers. Holy shit. Yeah. That'd be like me, you know, getting in a fight with the housewives. Here's another story. Oh. When I was a cop. Yes. Uh. I was an assisting officer on a domestic violence call where Lex Luger, who was a huge star, oh. apparently beat the shit out of his wife or girlfriend, who was <gasps> Miss Elizabeth, who was like a what they call like a valet. She was one of the like like the hot ladies oh, that walk the with the ladies, bikini yeah. girl, or uh-huh. you know, the, the, back then they had escorts or valets or something where like oh. they would. They weren't just like the bikini sign girls in UFC. They were like, no, I'm here. I'm Macho Man's valet or escort, whatever. I forgot the terminology, but like right. whenever you saw him, she was always with him. And she was just kind of his arm, you know, the eye candy. Arm arm candy? Arm I, I, Army. What do you? Nope. Arm, arm candy. Arm candy? Is that a No, thing? wait. Arm candy. Yeah, arm candy. Yep, anyway. Because they're like but anyway, a piece of candy. On went to his townhome in Marietta, Georgia. Apparently he beat the shit out of her. Oh, I no. think he got arrested that night. I can't remember. Uh, a few years later, she winds up dead. <gasps> now, I don't know if Lex Luger was responsible for her death per se. How I, did she die? I honestly, you're like I, beaten outside of the townhome. 
<laughs> sorry. I, I honestly can't remember how she, I think maybe some sort of drug thing, OD or something. I, I, I don't quite remember, but yeah, I, I was just on a call like, holy shit, that's, oh and I loved God. him when I was little. I watched him when I was six, oh, seven. Oh, you know it was like, him. Yeah. Oh, I don't trust him. Oh, I don't like him at all. Is he still roaming the streets? Speaking of weddings, I went to uh, oh. my buddy's wedding. Uh, my buddy, who uh, Rich Ward, who was the uh, the founder of uh, the bands that I used to tour manage for, Fozzie and Stuck Mojo, went to his wedding, and there were like ten wrestlers there: Diamond really? Dallas Page. Oh my gosh! Uh, was it Eric Eric Nash, Scott Hall, Eric Nash? A lot of the wrestling fans knew who I'm talking about. A lot of those uh, late '90s WCW stars. Uh, my buddy wow. was friends with a lot of those guys, and so I'm just at his wedding, and I didn't really know he was friends with these guys at the time. Because it was pretty early in our friendship that he got married and invited me to the wedding. And I went to the wedding. I'm like, oh, oh, is that Diamond Dallas Page? Holy crap. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Triple D. DDP Whoa. or whatever they get. DDP. But yeah, there was like 10 wrestlers at this wedding. Were they? Did they look super weird in suits? Was it like, yeah. oh, yeah, my God, did. They weird. were all gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all looked, you know, they're busting out of these suits, you know, because they were all strapping big dudes, you know. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, wrestling, that was crazy... This is a crazy culture. I love it so much. It does remind me of housewives culture. Like mm-hmm. you have your your superstars. Mm-hmm. They're great at fighting. It's all fake. <laughs> you know, it's it's very similar. Yeah. I, I understand this. Yeah. I would die. If I saw Lisa Vanderpump at a friend's wedding, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what? Yeah. That is so cool, boo. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, my little boo-boo, shall we Land this plane? I reckon we should land this plane upside down. Yeah, um, into the ground. <laughs> real quick word of mouth. Uh, this is weird because uh, we plugged this gentleman last week for a different project. But oh, yeah. uh, Rory Scovel, new stand-up comedy special on YouTube. And I believe there's an audio version you can get. Streaming. Oh, there is? Yeah, I think, oh, cool. I think that it's also an album. Uh, Live Without Fear. And it's either Live Without Fear or Live Without Fear. They both make sense. Um how do you, well, the, uh, I don't want to say gimmick. That sounds like a negative connotation. The twist is, uh, he did a week of shows at my beloved Relapse Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, where I started. And, uh, the premise, if I understood correctly, he did like Monday through Saturday, like six shows in a row. Uh-huh. And on Monday, he started with nothing, no pre written, pre planned material. Because one of Rory's strengths is is improv, right? And just just riffing and just turning nothing into something hilarious. Uh, so the first show he went up with absolutely nothing, and then the rules he set for himself that you know anything he came up with that night he was allowed to use in subsequent shows. But by the end of the week, he had this just great hour of just hilarious nonsense that was not pre-written. Oh, and it's so funny. And it's, and it's so funny. So funny it guys. is I chuckled. It is a great stoner. <laughs> I chuckled. <laughs> it's a great stoner uh piece of entertainment. If you if you if you enjoy the weed, light a fat one and just giggle. And there's so, so many funny. just giggle moments. Just just silly nonsense and just so funny. He's but, just having uh, uh yeah, he's unbelievable. Just, unbelievable. Just, the capes. Oh, so funny. Rory would come to town uh, when I was in Atlanta. He'd come to town a couple of times a year, and uh, he got like a following around Atlanta because he would pass through so often and do so many great shows. And every time he came to town, as soon as he left, like the next month, there'd be 10 or 20 dipshit comics trying to do Rory style. 
Really? Oh, there would be oh, so many no. Rory clones. So many Rory clones. Like, I'm just go go up here and talk about nothing. Just swing it. And Rory has a gift at that. And he's worked at that for almost 20 years. Oh, yeah. But we'd have these open micers, been doing comedy six months, and they're like, I'm going to do what he does. And it was just train wreck city. Oh. So if I, the one negative thing that Rory has done is he has spawned a generation <laughs> of, I could of do that. unskilled comedians who think that they can go up there and just wing it and be hilarious, and most of them cannot. But yeah. he, he can. And, uh, man, what a delight. It was just so – I love just stupid. Oh, yeah. I love well-done dumb. I love, I love just, just – like, that is so stupid but so funny. It's the funniest. God. Some Get those, into it, you guys. Some of those oh. bits were so fun. Charlie, you all right, bud? Charlie, shut up. Just, he's not, he's not He really can't talk. Can't he's not a good, most dogs can speak better than that, but he's it's not okay. good. Uh, so yeah, check out Roy Scoville, uh, Live Without Fear. It's on YouTube for free. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, Boo, where can we find you on the gram? K.T. Lowe Strandberg. In that order? Mm-hmm. Okay. In that order. Right on. Right How on. about you, Boo? I'm uh, underscore Dave Stone. Yeah, you are. And that's the, the, the um, what would you call that? The underscore. Not a digit. A symbol. Symbol. Yeah, don't write the word. Indeed. <laughs> it's an extremely yeah. long <laughs> Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> So that's where you can find me. I'm on Cameo. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh, guys. His cameos are so funny. And you can cameos. even get Charlie in on it, too. Yeah. Charlie made an appearance last week on Cameo. He helped a friend. Cookbook's still available at my website, dumbdavestone.com. Uh, also, just put up some new dates on the website. Hell, uh, we, yeah. We've talked about our dates that we're doing in October together, Pacific Northwest. Uh, just signed on to the uh, to a leg of uh, Kyle Canane's. Uh, where were we tour? Uh, I'll be doing. If you have uh, tickets to see Kyle in December, in uh, let's see, in no particular order: Miami, Tampa, Gainesville, uh, Orlando, Atlanta, Birmingham, Huntsville, Pensacola, Lafayette, New Orleans. Did I say Birmingham? Um, yeah. So I'm doing. We're doing like thirteen or fourteen shows in ten days. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's gonna be fun. So, yeah, if you're seeing Kyle in uh, December, uh, odds are you will see me as well. So come out and say hello. That's going to be fun. Do it, guys. The old dipshit twins on the road again. Aw, that'll be fun. Boo, thanks for uh, turning my frown upside down. You you always do. You always make me sad. (laughs) Uh, So thanks. (laughs) And, guys, have a great week. (laughs) All right. We love you. Bye. We gotta go because we got nothing else to do. <laughs> Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. 
Thanks for listening.